everybody, we experienced upgrade before, right? Upgrade means raise to a higher standard. Meaning that it's gonna raise whatever it is up to a higher standard. That means it's better than what you have already. So, I, uh, a couple, two weeks ago, and then you might find this funny, we had to take our, our daughter to college, right? And we didn't have the capacity or the vehicle to actually transport her to college um, in, in, in the University of Iowa. It's her second year, and we didn't have the storage, we didn't have enough space to carry all of her stuff all right, to Iowa. Now she's getting an apartment with some friends, and, and uh, I said, man, what are we going to do? Listen, we had to upgrade, right? We had to upgrade our vehicle situation, so I had to call U-Haul and say, hey, U-Haul, I need an upgraded vehicle. I need a vehicle that can handle the capacity of what I'm dealing with. So I, I, as I was getting ready to pick up the U-Haul, um, uh, I called my, 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 my brother-in-law, Zach. I said, Zach, I need you. I need you to help me, man. Get in the car and, and drive me to the U-Haul place so I could pick up this U-Haul. So we went, we was driving to the U-Haul, and we pulled up, and it was heiress, liquor, and cigar. <laughs> <laughs> and as soon as we pulled up, it was the U-Haul area station. So as soon as we pulled up, my brother, he's just started laughing. Like, <laughs> I said, man, I said, maybe it say candy. Maybe it says Aries liquor and candy. I said, no, I looked a little closer. It says cigar. I said, man, I gotta go up in this place. <laughs> I said, man, it, it says, if you saw me walking into that Aries and liquor, I was because I was getting the U-Haul. <laughs> All right. I wasn't getting no drink. I wasn't about to get my drink on, amen. And so he just had a laugh of, of <laughs> taking me there, and uh, I was in there so long trying to figure out what I was gonna do with the U-Haul, he came in there and he said, man, you all right? Amen, <laughs> <laughs> hey, amen. Hey, but we needed the upgrade, right? Amen, <laughs> hey, amen. Hey, I'm about to find another U-Haul place though. Amen, <laughs> amen. So, well, upgrade means to raise up to a higher standard, right? And there's two things that we deal with with upgrade. Uh, either you have to replace what you already have, or you have to add on to what you already have, right? Amen? And so we, we like upgrades, but the upgrades cost money. Everyone say money. money. Upgrades cost money, don't they? Upgrades cost a lot of money. Getting an upgrade makes life a little bit better, but it costs a lot of money. When you're going uh, uh, to great America, right, they have this thing where you can upgrade your tickets to what? Fast pass. But it makes life a little bit easier, doesn't it? You upgrade that ticket to Fast Pass, and then you pass all the people in the line, and you get right on the ride, you can hit up almost every ride in the place without worrying about standing in line for about an hour, two hours. And you walk it past everybody. Listen, and then uh, at Universal Studios, we happened to uh, be able to do that. They had a Fast Pass ticket there. And our goal was, listen, in order for us to get through all of Universal, we need to Fast Pass. We gotta get through it, y'all. I'm talking to my kids, we're all huddled up. All right, uh, you're gonna have to give me some of your allowance because it's expensive. 
But we end up getting the fast pass, right? We end up getting the fast pass, and listen, at first, I felt kind of bad walking past everybody in the line. And I was looking at, I said, sorry, sorry, we got, we got the fast pass. We're not cutting, we just, we just got the fast pass. It's helping us complete the goal that we're trying to do because we only have one day at Universal. And we had to get it done. That was the goal, to get it done. It was the environment we was in. The lines were long. We had to get the fast pass. And so we went past, I got over it eventually. And then, <laughs> but it got us through, amen, but it costs. We got the upgrade. Have you ever uh, had an iPhone and the iPhones need an upgrade, right? The iPhones upgrade every year almost, two years. I, I don't understand. I got a beef with iPhone. I do. Because I trusted all of my stuff up in this cloud and I can't even leave. Because if I leave iPhone, my stuff is still in the cloud. All my pictures and video, there's a company, the company is able to give you a phone that costs over a thousand dollars and it only lasts for like two years. It starts acting up my phone, I had it for about almost two. I had it almost about two years already cutting up, acting up, I could barely charge it. And the picture quality is all jacked up, it's messed up. And, and, and I'm stuck, because I need to upgrade. I need to upgrade, but the upgrade costs. Say the upgrade costs. The upgrade costs money. Uh, 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 the, the old school cars, we're getting ready to have a car show um, next, uh, next week Saturday, man, called Cars in Christ. Listen, when they get those old school cars, they're damaged, they look beat up, but they, man, they, they beautify them and, and, and make them look good, put new paint on them, and new rims, and make them look real nice. But guess what? That upgrade costs money. Huh? We live in a world today that is trying to rely on themselves to find eternal freedom. We live in a world today, can I say that again? That is trying to re rely on themselves to find internal freedom and their need and upgrade. This is how the world knows that people in this world today need that internal freedom. Because they create these slogans to um, uh, uh, um, uh, to, I guess, to, to, to go and to get into the heart and mind of the freedom you need. So they create these slogans to attract you, all right? Because they, they, they know there's a need there. There's a need there that you want, but you don't understand what it is. So they create these slogans to attract you because there is something empty inside and you're like, I need that, right? Amen? Um, let's go to the slogans. So there are some slogans that have came out, and, uh, and, and, they, and they've been there to attract, uh, 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 to attract you. And, and so back when the cigarettes was real big, one of the biggest slogans they had was, I walk a mile for a camel. Oh my God, that means, man, I need it back because I'm stressed. There's something going on in the inside of me. I, 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 there's something I need to sh uh, 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 shake out of me. And listen, I need that cigarette. Listen, and the slogan was, I walk a mile for a camel because a camel is going to give me what I need woo, to get through my day. Huh? And we see people today, man, it could be below zero, man, they outside. <laughs> Listen, man, I walk a 
And then another slogan from the Wheaties commercial, it said, breakfast of champions. Everybody wants to be a champion. Huh? And so now people buying Wheaties, oh man, I'm gonna get my Wheaties and I'm gonna be raw. I'm gonna be strong. I'm gonna be able to handle my day. I'm gonna be able to get through my environment. I'm gonna, huh? They wanna be champions. So they attract that inner being. Uh, uh, and, and the ladies, oh my gosh, L'Oreal said, because I'm worth it. <laughs> huh? Is that do a little shake like that, like I got here? <laughs> huh? Because I'm worth it. Man, the women went wild. You know what they said? They like, you got what? L'Oreal, you right, I am worth it. <laughs> I'm worth the beauty supplies. And they go, shh, spinning that body. Yeah. I'm worth it. And so it trapped the inner. <laughs> Man, y'all get this? It attracted the inner being of what they wanted inside. And then, and then, oh, the last one. Oh. There, <laughs> we just had a financial class. Y'all know. Y'all know, right? There are some things money can't buy. Oh, Lord. For everything else, there is a what? <laughs> That's why we in debt now. They said, listen, if your money can't buy it, here you go. Here's this MasterCard. Get it, baby. Get it, get it, get it. And then all of a sudden, we look back, we all jacked up, messed up in debt. Yeah. Because MasterCard made us believe that if my money can't do it, I can just rely on them, and they tricked us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! The world today wants to trick you and tell you that you need to rely on yourself to fulfill the emptiness inside. Say upgrade. upgrade. I need an upgrade. In this relentless environment, the world is bent on making sure you stay broken inside. No matter how good it looks, it wants to make sure you're broken inside. In Genesis chapter 1 and 28, God tells mankind to take dominion over the earth, which was full of darkness, and dominion over all the creepy and crawly things around. And he said, listen, I'm giving you the power and the ability to be fruitful and multiply. And the reason what he's using, he's using family to be fruitful and multiply and spread who he is throughout the world. Because the world is full of darkness. It's full of emptiness inside. And listen, he said, I'm starting a family that can spread, be fruitful, and multiply, and be a light to the world. Amen. Mm, Jesus. He wants them to be fruitful and multiply and be a light to the world. We are created to overcome. Say, I'm created to overcome. Listen, you got to believe that in yourself, that you are created to overcome. The connection mankind had with God was so strong, was so tight, that nothing could overtake the power inside. There was no confusion. There was no depression. There was no stress. There was no worry. They knew they had the ability, that they had the power to overcome any obstacle that was coming in their life. Because they had a beautiful relationship with God. They talked with God. They walked with God. Oh my God. It was a wonderful thing. God communicated with them in such a way where he told them how to get over this obstacle, out of that obstacle. He told them their future. He told them what it was going to be, what it's going to look like, what was coming forward. He spent time with them. Everyone say relationship. Mm, Jesus. 
He had a relationship with them to build them up, to take dominion over the darkness in the world. We were created to overcome. So they were tight. They knew their purpose. They knew what needed to be done. But have you ever had someone come in and try to break up a relationship before? Have you ever had a hater in your life? Have you ever had somebody kind of slipper in and try to break up a relationship, man? Come on, y'all. Y'all been there, huh? When I was in a, a middle school, I'm gonna tell y'all a little story. When I was in middle school, all right? You know, I was talking to this young lady over here, Miss Sherelle, all right? And, uh, and I was trying to talk to her, and, I, and I, you know, I was being, I was doing everything right. I was doing all the right things, right? Being nice, being sweet. But then I had this person, I'm not gonna name his name because he might listen to the podcast. I'm not, <laughs> I had this one guy, he came in, and he was throwing all kind of negative things in her ear, throwing all kind of negative shade and all kind of stuff in her ear for her to be upset and angry with me. John and Laura Cherish almost wasn't here because of the shade. They almost didn't make it because he was throwing so much shade and so much negative stuff in her ear where she began to turn her back on me. But thank God I had the words of Thank God my game was tight. John and Lord, y'all better be thankful. Where y'all at? Woo. Because it's only because of, if, you, if you suffer, if you throw shade and throw negativity within your relationship, you will cause a havoc, a break within the power of relationship. We couldn't get along no more. We, we were rolling our eyes at each other. It just wasn't working out. But this is what Satan wanted to do with God and man. Because he wanted to come in between. He wanted control. He wanted power. So listen, he began to spit his, his devilish ways into the ear of Eve and, and Adam. And he began to talk to them about, don't you want to be like God? Don't, don't, you, don't, can't you, don't you know you can have your own mind? He wanted them to rely on themselves. Can I say that again? He wanted them to rely on themselves. And he spit that, that game in their ear. And he told them, you can rely on yourself. You don't need God. Eat this fruit and you will be better without God. So he's trying to separate God. He's trying to separate God and mankind from each other. The enemy is trying to do it right now. He's trying to separate us from God. He's trying to keep us from God. Because he knows if he keeps us from God, we can't follow the plan taking dominion over the earth. They won't have the ability to overcome, no matter the effect. What, what if I, he, he knows that if we can get sin and darkness in man, man will not, man and woman will not function correctly. And you see that every day of our life, that man and woman cannot function correctly when God is not in the picture. When God is removed out of the picture, you will see people get shot. You will see arguments lead to death. You will see arguments lead to divorce. You will see arguments lead to separation because the enemy is involved in separating. He's not involved in binding and keeping together. Why do you think people love watching reality shows? Because they love seeing the separation. They love seeing the argument. They love seeing, oh God. He's feeding to the sin, the darkness that's in people's life. And they enjoy watching it. 
And when they enjoy watching it, now it becomes a part of their life. Oh, Jesus. And when it becomes a part of their life, now the separation begins. He wants a man to think he's a woman. He wants a woman to think she's a man. He wants to cause separation so we will not be fruitful and multiply. Jesus. No matter how fancy you dress up a car, no matter if they got 20-inch rims on it, no matter if they got a fresh paint job, if there's no engine in it, it will not move. It will not go there. It will not go anywhere. No matter how it looks. Listen, I'm, I'm going to speak to some of you fan, fan uh, basketball sports people. If you took LeBron away out of the five consecutive wins or finals that the Cavs won, if you took LeBron out of the equation, they would not have won at all. The five that they won, because LeBron was there. Separation. If we took Aaron Rodgers from the Packers right now, Packers fans would be throwing in the towel. It's over. It's done. It's too... <laughs> It's little Rogers, it's little, and Rogers go down. Oh my God, the Rogers go down. It's over. They like, shit, man. I'm, the ticket's gonna be like twenty dollars to go to a game. <laughs> the enemy, and without God, we are not able to function correctly. Psalms fifty-one and five tells us we are born in sin. If it. If some of you would tell your testimony of the corruption that of sin and darkness of what things what people have done to you or what you've done to others, some people if you told them your testimony, they'd be, they'd be screwing away from you right now. Oh my God! <laughs> oh my God! Huh? You can't tell everybody your testimony. Amen. For certain people, let God tell you who to tell. But guess what? God don't care. He don't care about the past. He wants to change your future. Yes, he don't care how dirty, how ugly, how nasty it was, how nasty it looked. He don't care. He said, I want you right where you are. Because I, once I come in, I can make the change. I can make the difference. Listen, I don't work right with darkness taking the lead in my life. I can't treat my wife right with darkness taking the lead in my life. I can't treat my children right with darkness taking the lead in my life. I can't, I can't be creative. I, uh, if sin is darkness taking the lead in my life, hate becomes uh, um, the foregoing in my life. Unforgiveness begins to take control. Envy and jealousy begins to take control. Addictions begin to take control over my life. I need to get back to God, but I need an upgrade. I can't be better on my own. I need something to change in me. I need something to change in me. I need to get rid of some stuff that is killing me inside. But listen, the only way I can get through this life and get through this environment, I need an upgrade. Everyone say upgrade. I need an upgrade. I can't do this in my own strength. I'm not capable of doing this in my own. In Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, it says, I have been crucified with Christ. Meaning my old stuff has been crucified. My old stuff has been put on the cross. The old me has been put to death. Listen, and it says, it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Listen, when you see me, you're looking at the upgrade. When people see you, they should be looking at the upgrade. When people see you walking in 
the light of Christ, they're not looking at the old you no more. They're not looking at cousin Susan. They're not looking at big fight back <laughs> gossip and Sarah. They're not looking at a uh, 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 player, Minister Davis. Huh? He ain't no player no more. He been upgraded. He's not looking at alcoholic John. He's been upgraded. So when people look at you, they're wondering what has changed about you. They're looking at what's different about you. Because Jesus came in and he upgraded me. That's why I can walk around with joy. That's why I can walk around with peace. That's why I can walk around with hope. That's why I can walk around in love. Oh, Jesus. Because Jesus came inside of me and upgraded me. He delivered me from my past. He delivered me from what I used to be. So what you see is not me no more. You see the Jesus that lives in me. He's upgraded my life. He's changed my life. And the life I now live in the flesh, meaning the life I walk around in, is because I live by faith in, in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. How much did it cost? We were talking about how expensive uh, it is to upgrade. How much does this upgrade cost? How much does it cost for me to change my life, to be filled with joy, to have peace in my life, to have love in my life, to be gentle to others, to be kind to others? What does it cost? What does it cost? Guess what? The it's already been paid. It costs you nothing. Jesus already paid the cost for your upgrade. You didn't have the ability to change, but Jesus paid the price. There we go. We laid it on the table. Now we can be transformed. Now we can be changed. Now we can be delivered because Jesus paid it all for my life. He paid it all. He paid the cost. Thank you, Jesus. It cost me nothing. I just need to come and surrender. Yeah. And say, Jesus, here I am. Yeah. I just need to say yes. Can yeah. everyone just say yes, Lord? Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. And when you say yes, Lord, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and 17, it says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. When you transition and you get into the will of God and you step yourself into Christ, the old begins to burn off. The old stuff begins to fall off you. Why? Because the new is coming in. The upgrades are coming in. What you used to be is falling off. It's tearing off. It's coming off of you. And the new stuff is coming upon you. When you used to be depressed, depression is replaced with peace. Stress is replaced with joy. Oh, God. Discouragement is replaced with hope. Everything that you used to be is falling off. And now God is upgrading you to handle this environment. He's upgrading you to be a light to the world. He's upgrading you to show the world that you're something special. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God. In the name of Jesus. How many of you know that God will upgrade and raise us to a higher standard? Yes, to go against darkness. Yes, sir. They listen, darkness will try to consume us still. Yes, sir. But listen, when sin was all around the world in, 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 in Noah's time, do you not know he upgraded his mind and gave him the blueprint to build an ark? Huh? He upgraded his mind and said, listen, I'm going to install in you the blueprint to get out of sin. I'm going to install in you the blueprint to save your family. Oh, Jesus. 
Do you not know that God will give you the blueprint to help your family? Do you not know that God will give you the blueprint and the ideas to save your family? He will give you the words to say. He will give you the ability to do. He will give you the ability to move. He will give you the ability to speak so your family can be saved. God upgraded Noah. Jesus. Not only did he upgrade Noah, but he upgraded Moses. Moses was almost 90 years old, and he called Moses. Listen, in his frail self, he called Moses out and said, listen, I need you to save your people. I need you to go against the greatest king of all in this earth right now. I need you to go against Pharaoh. God upgraded Moses with the ability to speak, with the ability to move, with the ability to call his people out of darkness. He gave Moses the ability to stand tall. He gave him the confidence. He gave him a friend. He gave him his his brother, whatever he needed, God supplied it, he upgraded him so he could be an example to the world. Not only did he upgrade Moses, but he upgraded, upgraded Elijah. Elijah was just an old little farmer boy. If you're reading in 1 Kings 19 and 19, Elijah was just a farmer boy. He didn't have the education of to be a prophet. Huh? He didn't have that. He was a farm boy. And God told Elijah, listen, go to the farm boy and give him the mantle. Let him begin to rise. And listen, when Elijah received the mantle, he did not know what he was going to do. He did not know how he was going to do it. But he did know, if I ask for a double portion of your spirit, if I ask for an upgrade, God, I know you will give me the ability and the power to save a nation because Elijah received an upgrade. A whole nation's heart was changed and transformed because of the double portion in his life. Mm, Jesus. Wait a minute. Everyone say, wait a minute. I hope we realize that it already has been prophesied that this upgrade is going to do mighty things in your life. You are going to do some mighty things you must have faith and believe in John chapter 14 and 12 that if we believe in Jesus, greater works will pour out from us as a body of Christ. Greater works will develop. Greater works will come. Greater works will move. We are able to make disciples, plant the seed, speak light to those around us so we can impact our families and our communities. Listen, it already has been prophesied that you will do greater things, that you will do mighty things, that you will do things beyond the beyond, that you will call people out of darkness, that God is going to give you the ability to speak life into those. Have you ever been in a situation? Have you ever been somewhere and someone was going through something and then all of a sudden you started talking with them and all of a sudden these words started coming out of your mouth? You're like, God, what is this? What is coming out of me? And you spoke into their life, and their life was changed. And you get home, and you sit down, and you say, what was that? That's the greater works moving in your life. That was God speaking through you. That was God speaking through you to give, speak life into somebody else so they can grow and be better. God will use you for his glory. All you need to do is believe in the greater works that God has chosen you. No matter what your past is, no matter how far gone you think you are, God has chosen you. To do greater works. Everyone will say greater works. Greater works. It doesn't stop there. They say it don't stop there. Your inner being gets upgraded. It keeps increasing. It automatically updates day by day. Oh my gosh. Your inner man keeps updating day by day. You don't have to go Best Buy and buy an upgrade. You know, you gotta go to Best Buy or, or upload, or you don't have to buy a download for this. 
You ain't got to go to Best Buy for this. You don't have to go to Walmart to get your upgrade or purchase it. You ain't got to go nowhere. It's updating you day by day. The scripture says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and 16, Therefore, we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing. Even though this outward thing is perishing. Yet the inner man is being renewed day by day. Every time a trial comes, every time a situation comes, every time things try to attack me in this environment, in this world, there is something renewing me day after day. It's updating me, giving me the ability to handle every trial that's coming my way. Whatever the enemy is trying to do, whatever he's trying to place in my life, whatever he's trying to come against me in my life, God is updating me. He's renewing me. He's refreshing me. He's giving me a vigor to handle it. He's giving me the ability to speak life into it. He's giving me the ability to speak against it. He's giving me the power to come against it. No matter what it may be, no matter what comes against me, God will continually update me and update me and update me and upgrade me so I can stand tall and not be movable, unshakable. Oh, God, so I can do the will of God. He's renewing me. He's updating me. That's why my enthusiasm is tight. Because he's doing the work in my life. And every trial that comes my way, I'm looking at it like, okay. I'm waiting for my update. I'm waiting for my renewal. To build me up to handle whatever's coming my way. Whatever's coming my children's way. God, update me, because this world is changing all the time. And I need God to keep updating me and renewing me and refreshing me to be ready whatever comes my way. God, thank you for the upgrade. Thank you for updates. Thank you for renewing me. Thank you for refreshing me. Jesus, let us stand. Thank you, God.